Good morning, everyone. How are you all? How are you? Ooh. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, welcome, online church. How are you all doing? Give, give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Give us a something. To let us know that you're, you're there. People like switching back to their, their Facebook tab. Who's shopping on Amazon? Um, welcome. <laughs> uh, and then also, hey, real quick, growth groups. How, how many the ladies like are down here at the growth groups? Just having an amazing time. So I don't know what it is about guys. Maybe guys aren't into that sort of thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I go across the street and I sit there by myself. And yeah, I do. And then you know what happens? I come back over here because nobody's over there. And I go and I sit in my office. And from my office, I can hear the ladies just ripping, laughing, just praying for each other, having a wonderful time. And I'm just like, hmm. Where's the guys? Where's the guys? So, um, guys, we're still there. We're still there, guys. So come out and uh, let's just dig into God's word together. Let's pray for each other. Let's have a good time. So uh, we'll be there. I'll be, I'll be there, right? So, yeah, I'll be there by myself with a, with, a, with a single tear running down my cheek. Jesus is with me, yes. But we know that where there's two or more, ah, <laughs> okay, so uh, good morning. I'm Lee. And I'm the lead pastor here. Let's go ahead and put our, our mission statement up and say it together. We are living a passionate mission to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. That's what we are all about, you guys. And we don't take a break from that. You know what I'm saying? With the kingdom of God, we're just moving. The, the church is the expression of God's kingdom and authority on this planet. And we get to be a part of that story and that's what I love about being a part of the kingdom and being a part of this church is we're part of his story in our city. And we get to play parts in that. Isn't that wonderful? That as, as kingdom citizens, that we don't, we're not just sort of passive observers. We're active participants in what God is doing. And so that's what we're all about. So this morning what we're doing is we're continuing our five-part series called Get Your Life Back, where we're talking about Basically, kind of these simple practices that are designed to help us walk in peace during a time of volatility, during a time of just, you know, just clamorous world. You know, if you don't believe me that the world, how, how volatile things are. The other day, so you all know, I, I, I had a, a, a late start in getting ready for, like, retirement, so... Um, so a lot of people, you know, they get in, they, 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 maybe they open an IRA or a retirement account in their 20s or 30s, and they've got 30 years. to. I, I, I started late, very late, and so I tend to pay a little bit of attention to what's going on in the market and things like that. And the other day I woke up and I was like, what happened to everything? Everything is down, the market's down, cryptos are down, everything's down. And, and I see this news article saying this thing called Omicron. Sounds like a transformer, uh, some sort of transformer, uh, you know, Decepticon virus came out, and and then it just crashed everything, and and you know here we were, everything was looking great, and then pff, not so well, and this the world is just so volatile, 
You know, it is so volatile. Everything is just up and down and up and up and down. And I love that that God never changes. I love that His He He, he beckons us into relationship with Him. He doesn't change. And I want to talk today kind of about this, this union of God with God, this relationship with God that we get to have that uh, is so wonderful and brings us peace. And um, I remember uh, years ago, I was reading about uh, redwoods. Has anybody ever been out to California, the redwood forest? You seen the redwood? We've got a picture right there. Look at this. Look at this tree. It's huge. It's huge. And those are full-size children. And... <laughs> embracing that tree. They're massive, massive. And uh, that the redwoods can literally grow taller than the Statue of Liberty. They're massive. And some of the, uh, some of the redwoods ha- actually have tunnels through them, you know, where you can drive a car through them. I know my, my grandfather went to the redwood forest, and, and I did see, uh, what was it, Vertigo with uh, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, when he was went to go visit the redwoods, don't you remember that? Anybody? Wow. Okay. Classic. No classic film watchers here. No, yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yes. Vertigo. Great movie. So, um, Rear Window was probably my favorite. You know. I mean, just yeah. So, uh, anyway, they're massive, and I was super, super surprised to find out that um, that with the redwood trees. Uh, and, and of course, they grow, you know, just hundreds of years, hundreds of years, that their root systems are actually all grown together. And there's something, you know, special about, very unique about the redwoods is that their roots, their root systems, they grow together. And what's really crazy is when one, like, redwood gets sick, that other trees through that root system, because they're all joined together, can actually send that tree nutrients. Isn't that crazy? The trees send each other nutrients. And in fact, when one tree uh, encounters a, like a predator, it can send chemicals to the other trees to warn them of a predator. They are inseparably connected, the redwoods are. And that is why they grow so strong and so tall and so big. I mean, it's because they're inseparably connected. And I believe that that sort of connection, that inseparable connection, is how God wants us to live with him. God doesn't want us to have a casual relationship with him. He doesn't want simply to be a compartment of our lives, but he wants us to be inseparably connected, right? And you might have sort of like, a human relationship with that. I feel that way sometimes about uh, my relationship with Wendy, you know, after 30 years. Uh, and, you know, the old, you hear these sort of kind of corny phrases, but they're sort of true, you know. I just don't know where I end and she begins, you know. Corny phrases, but it's, it's kind of true, you know. I feel like we're inseparably connected. Um, the, one, one time she, she made a joke. I don't even know if I should say this, but she made a joke about passing away, and I stood there, and I just cried. And I was like, I don't even want to imagine that, you know. And so just inseparable connection. You, you share each other's likes and dislikes for the most part. I have a few likes she doesn't, and she has a few likes I don't. But we, we for the most part, share each other's likes and dislikes. Uh, you know, and I remember one of the things is when we were dating, um, I, I loved her smell. 
and she had this sweatshirt. She was old gray, like, you know, crew neck sweatshirt. I don't even, it's, you know, and it smelled just like her. And so when I went to take a trip to Wisconsin, because I was living in Colorado at the time, uh, I went to take a trip to Wisconsin, she let me take her sweatshirt with her, right? And so every once in a while, and I, you know, it's kind of missing, I like, <sighs> smells like Wendy, you know, and it had her smell. But now that we've been married 30 years, guess what? Yeah, we have a new smell that we have formed, a new union. I'm not saying it's a good smell, but it's our smell. It is our smell. And so now we have our own smell. We don't have our individual smells. You know, we look at each other, we're like, hey, you complete me. You complete me, right? I don't know. Uh, so, but yeah, you have that inseparable connection. And I know that sounds crazy. That sounds like really strange. But, you know, that's the kind of connection that God wants with us. You know, God wants us to have that inseparable connection with him. That I don't know where I begin and, and he ends or he ends, I begin, whatever. That we are together. We have union. It's called union with God. And uh, it's strange as it sounds, you know, that's where God wants us. And that is really where the best of life flows from. The best of life. And just like, you know, I feel like... Uh, the be- some of the best things in my life flow from my relationship with my wife. You know, really, the best things in life flow from communion with God, flow through that connection, that inseparable connection that we have with God. And that's, a, that's an intentional thing. It's a very intentional thing. And so I want to talk a little bit today about walking in that and what does Scripture say. And so we're going to do that real quick, though. Let's pray. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for your desire for connection with us. And, Lord, we want to keep that. We want to walk in that because out of that flows the best things, the best things in life. And we love you so much. Let your word come alive in us today and bring transformation in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to start off. I'm going to read the words of Jesus. Loving those red letters, right? And John. Chapter 17, verses 20 through 23. And the interesting thing about, like, this is one of my favorite scriptures, and here's why. It's because here, Jesus is literally praying for us. Like, he's, he actually, he, like, mentions us in this scripture. And so whenever I read it, I'm always like, yeah, that is so awesome. Like, Jesus is looking through the ages, you know, and he's seeing us serving him, and he's praying for us, and and so it's such a special scripture, and he starts off praying for the disciples, and then adds us, and so it says in verse 20, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me, right, through their message. Is that us, yes or no? Yeah, so he's praying for us, okay? I pray that they will all be one just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us, right? That's the union we're talking about. May these believers, you guys and me, be one, be in Jesus, right? So that the world will believe you sent me. 
I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them, and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Wow, you guys. You guys. You can stop here. I mean, that's just amazing. Think about that, right? The, the union that God wants us to have, not only with him, but with each other. And so God is all about this connection, this union. And so if you remember one thing this morning, remember this, union with God is the purpose for our existence. What's my purpose? Union with God. Exactly. Union with God is our purpose for existence. And so uh, I think that one of the reasons that so many people end up sort of unfulfilled or frustrated or maybe even abandon their faith is they just don't understand this part. They, for one reason or another, it has escaped them. And maybe they, uh, maybe they you know, sort of were born into a faith that was about keeping rules or born into a faith about, you know, adapting a culture or whatever, for whatever reason, I think some people will just, they'll miss this part, that the purpose of it all is union with God. And uh, some people, they begin with maybe finding faith and forgiveness in Jesus. That's cool. And, so, and then they might mature a little bit and they kind of move toward obeying Scripture. Or maybe they'll make some lifestyle changes. They might even start serving other people and giving and, and all those things. But God calls us to so much more, something so much even more important. He calls us to oneness with Him. Oneness with Him. You tracking with me, you guys? He calls us to oneness with Him, right? So he, you know, to, to be saturated with Him. Saturated with Him. The church, church is just always trying to come up with names. I, somebody was telling me that they did a worship night like we do our Holy Spirit night. And uh, so the church has always kind of come up with cool names. I know one does, one calls it Saturate. And what was the other one, honey, that we heard? Bethany was telling us about it. What did they call it over there, Grace? Oh, you just said it on fr uh, Friday night. Yeah. Everybody's coming up with cool names about just being full and saturated and drenched immersed in Christ or whatever, but to be saturated with him. It's, it's in that place when we are walking in oneness with him, when we are walking in union with him, uh, that's, that's a place where our soul comes awake. You know, there's just a soul awakening. It's, it's this, uh, we encounter healing, we encounter him. It's this genuine friendship with God, and that's what he wants us to walk in, genuine friendship with him. Because out of that place is where the best stuff comes. That's where the best stuff comes. You guys, listen to me. It's, I don't think you're listening. It's out of that place is where the best stuff comes. I know so many times we talk about intimacy with Jesus. We talk about prayer. We talk about these things. And it's just sort of like rolls off our back. Like, oh, yeah, he's talking about homework. Well, I'm, not, I'm not talking about homework, Right? I'm talking about, this is no more homework than it is going home and being intimate with your spouse. I don't know about you guys. Guys, I don't see that as homework. If you do, we might need to talk, okay? 
But when I go home and I have intimacy with my spouse, I don't think of that as homework. That's not drudgery to me. That's pretty awesome, okay? And so being intimate with Jesus, right, friendship with God, that's not homework. That's not homework. The best stuff comes out of that. Y'all aren't listening. Listen, all of the virtues, all of the virtues, endurance, strength, patience, kindness, forgiveness, all the things that we need to do the stuff of the kingdom comes out of that place of union with God. It comes out of the place of union with God. So a lot of times, you know, we get tired, we get weary, you know, we get, uh, we get weary in life, we get weary doing things, we feel kind of tired. I know a lot of people, I talk to them, they say, I'm just tired, I'm really tired. You know, and I, and I've, I feel that way myself sometimes often, you know, I get really tired. In fact, I was having a little chat with God yesterday on a little walk, and, uh, and I was just like, God, I just kind of feel tired. I feel tired. I'm feeling kind of weary and well-doing. And, you know, I, I, almost immediately I felt like, gosh, you know, I haven't really been drawing from the well, though. You know, I haven't been going to the well. I haven't, you know, my intimacy level hasn't been there, you know. And so we need to understand all that comes out of that. We, we live out of overflow. And Jesus says in John 15, 5, he says, I'm the vine. I'm the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Okay? For apart from me, you can do how much? A little bit? Nothing. Nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So Jesus is saying, hey, you got to be connected to me, connected with me. Okay? And so how do we experience this? Well, the first thing that we way that we can experience this is, is to pause with God and present yourself to him for union. It just, you know, pause. God, I'm presenting myself to you today. This, this, is, this time is yours, right? We've been talking a lot about pausing during this series. So if you, don't, if you haven't picked that part up yet, then, then you're not listening. Um, so pause. And so just set aside other activities. Put your attention on him. And this is so important. This is hard to do in our day and age. I don't know about you guys, but I have a hard time sometimes just like, you know, not picking up my phone for 10 minutes. You know, it's just, a, it's, we, we live in a, in a very distraction-filled world. So sometimes just pausing, it can be really, really hard. Um, we feel somehow or another like we're missing out on something if we don't check something on our phone. But just pause, just pause. Set aside other activities, put your attention on him and say, here am I, here am I. Lord, I'm right, I'm here for you and these next few minutes are yours. These next few minutes are yours. And so just pause. The sooner we come to a place where we say nothing but union with God will do, think about that for a second. Nothing but union with God will do, the better. We got we to gotta get to that place. We got to get to that place where we can say, God, I want to check my phone, but I want to hear your voice more. You know, it's like fasting. God, I want to eat, but I want to encounter you more than I want to eat. God, for some reason, somebody, somebody left me a cake at my house, which has happened before. Somebody left my favorite cake at my house, but I'm fasting. And so I want that cake, but I want you more. Right? I mean, we have to just kind of get to that place where we want God more than anything else. Nothing else will do. Because until we get there, we just, you know, other, we just chase other things, right? Or we're just distracted. And it's because, like we said, the enemy's goal is to disrupt your union with God. That's what he wants more than anything. 
The enemy wants to disrupt, disrupt your union with God. He, he uses the world to keep you distracted and worn out and haggard. I, I don't know about you guys, you know, I, but I find that a lot of times when I'm feeling haggard, when I'm feeling like really worn out and I'm just like, oh, I got nothing left, I'm totally drained, that those also just happen to be the times when I read a lot of news headlines. Those just happen to be the times when maybe I'm on social media a little bit more. Those just, you know, happen to be the times when I have not really been presenting myself to God. There's just, you know, I don't know. I don't think it's coincidence, you guys, because the enemy loves to use the world to distract us and wear us out and just wear us out, okay? Disappointment, trauma, shock, loss, right? We, you know, it's, those things come along and we become like trees that have been uprooted from soil. What happens when a tree is uprooted from its soil? It dies, withers away, right? And so when we are not spending time in union with God, we become like trees that have been uprooted from their soil. Jesus said, apart from me, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. You're going to run out of steam. And the next thing is this, release everything that's taking up room in your soul. You know, what's taking up room in your soul? And sometimes it's good things. You know, sometimes it's work. Sometimes work keeps, you know, takes up room in our soul. Sometimes just distraction. You know, uh, my son Hudson loves to tease me because I don't get into anything mild, like, like a little bit, right? Like if there's something that comes along and, it, and I take interest in it, I'm not getting into it a little bit, right? I'm all in. I'm going to take a course. I'm gonna, I, I start buying stuff. Wendy hates it, right? I start buying stuff. You know, and, and, and I don't buy the cheap stuff. And, and so, like, I get into, I go all in with stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of sad. <laughs> but God needs and God deserves my full attention and my highest priority. So those other things come after, after I have fostered union with God. Okay. And so uh, make sure that God gets your full attention, that, that his, your full attention, his full attention is your highest priority. And so, uh, you know, release those things that take up room in your soul. If those things are crowding out your attention with God, are crowding out your relationship with God, release them, okay? Or at least put them on the back burner for a while. Matthew chapter 22, 37 says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. All your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Wow. You know, those are big words, you know, really big words. And we've heard them so many times, and sometimes they can just sort of like go over our head or go in one ear and out the other. We hear about loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And we tend to uh, put an equal sign between, yes, I have a warm and fuzzy feeling. I'm even making grand declarations about how much I love God, right? But then that isn't lived out. That's not lived out. You know, if you were to ask a friend, a good friend, what they would say that you love the most, I think that would probably be even truer than what you even think that you love the most. Right? Because your friend might be like, no, you love bacon. Dude, you talk about bacon all the time. All I hear you talk about is bacon. You spend so much money on bacon every day you're eating bacon. Right? Our friends sometimes know us better than we know ourselves. You know, 
And so those things, what we spend our energy and our resources and our time and our words on, those are usually truer. And so release the things that take up room in your soul. Love the Lord God, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Release to him everything in you, really, that's causing anger, everything that's causing anxiety. Release those things to him. And, and you know, so uh, that's so important. And let me just pause right here. We've been, I, for the last two years, and I'm totally guilty of this, for the last two years, uh, gosh, myself and so many other people have just spent so much time looking at the news, just so much time, you know, this news, that news, and, and, and we, we have been obsessed with all the things that we can't control, all the things that we really can't do much about. And, um, and for a lot of people, it has crowded the Lord out of their thoughts, crowded the Lord out of their souls, right? And all the stuff that we read in the news, uh, you know, and, and the stuff that we worry about it, all the things we can't fix, just release distractions, just really, I'm not telling people to be uninformed, but I am saying, hey, you know, uh, don't let it crowd the Lord out of your soul and be honest about that assessment, okay? Um, release anything that has the potential to crowd out God, all right? Release everything that's taking up. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. And the last thing is this. Um, when, it, when it's needed, when you need to, ask God to heal your union with him. Here's the thing that I love about God is that we see this picture of him in the story of the prodigal son, you know, and when the prodigal son came walking home, what did God, what did God, you know, the father in the story represents God. And what does the father do? He runs, he runs to meet the son down the road. He runs. God is anxious to restore union with you when it's broken. God is anxious to restore closeness with you, you know, and inseparable connection with you. He's anxious to restore that with you when it, he gets crowded out and when, when we don't do such a good job of uh, connecting with him, right? Uh, sometimes suffering damages our union with God. And I know that happens with a lot of people, you know, unanswered prayer. You know, when somebody passes away that was dear to you, when we see things that we, you know, that don't meet our standard of fairness, you know, sometimes those things kind of disrupt our union with God. And we just need to go to him and name it, you know, just name it. God, this has, you know, I'll be honest with you. Yesterday, I spent about probably about 15, 20 minutes just walking along the road, listing all the things that I was disappointed with God in, you know, just God, I'm disappointed because of this. And you know what, God, I'm also disappointed because of that. And God, I'm disappointed because of this. And you know what? He didn't leave me. He didn't, he wasn't like mad at me. He wasn't like, well, then. You know, well, we'll see then. If you were disappointed by that, then maybe I won't do this, you know. And we, we tend to put, you know, dysfunctional dad attributes on God sometimes. Don't do that, okay? He's not that. He's not that. And so denying your disappointment or, you know, your feelings of abandonment does not make you more spiritual. It doesn't make you a better Christian. You know, sometimes we doubt and then we feel bad for doubting. Well, why? You know, you're a human being, and you're trying to understand something that is literally un-understandable, right? It's okay, you're going to doubt, and God's big enough for you to go to him and go, God, I'm really disappointed, 
because I really wanted this and I really prayed hard and I really worked hard and it just fell like a thud, you know. Where were you? Or God, I, you know, I prayed for somebody to be healed or I wasn't healed. Where were you, right? You know, go to him. It's okay. He's big enough for that. And our healing and that healing that we experience and the healing that we have, you know, that we experience in that union, it's part of, you know, healing is a product of unity. Okay? And so I noticed that in my relationship with Wendy, if there's an issue that's festering and we don't talk about it and the maybe days go by or weeks go by or months go by, it doesn't help. Right? It doesn't get better by itself. And we have to have that, those uncomfortable conversations. And sometimes we just need to go to God and just have those uncomfortable conversations. It's okay. He's big enough. He's big enough. And when I felt hurt and, uh, and I just try to stuff that, you know, with Wendy, it erodes our unity. We want to, you know, grow our unity. And so we have to come together. We have to talk about it. Sometimes we feel hurt by God simply because we don't understand. There's so much about God I don't understand, you guys. Man, I, I've been doing this for 35 years. 35 years. And the longer I've been following God, the uh, more aware of, I am of how much I don't understand. When I was serving God for like two years, I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew it all. Man, I beat people over the head with scriptures. I was like, <laughs> I knew it. Just do A, B, and C. Hey, everybody. You know, I was such an exhorter, you know, A, B, and C. Just do, just do these five things. And now that, like, I've been serving God for, like, 35 years, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so lost. <laughs> what does this even mean? You know, I'm, 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 like, literally reading the Bible now for probably the 25th time. And, and I, I feel like I understand it less than I did 24 times ago. You know, I'm just saying that's just life. That's the way it is. You're, you're trying to comprehend a God who is un comprehensible. So you're going to be hurt, okay? God doesn't play by your rules of fairness, and he doesn't play by my rules of fairness. And we have this weird thing. I'm sorry for going on. I'll wrap up soon. But uh, we, just, we have this weird thing. Is we, we think that if God doesn't act by our rules of fairness, then he's being unjust. And we get mad at him. Or we think he's a jerk because he's, he, you know, because he's not meeting our preferences. He's not acting by our rules of fairness. And uh, he does, he's not living by our standards or even what we interpret his standards to be. Why? Okay? And so, uh, or he just seems far away. I don't understand why God feels far away. You know, 99% of the time, God feels far away because, <laughs> because you've moved, not him. Because he says that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Because he says that if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you, Right? And so a lot of times we've done something to sort of disrupt that union, okay? And we've allowed other things to crowd him out of our soul. And he seems far away. And sometimes, you know what? He just seems far away because you're hungry and you haven't slept well, right? Sometimes he just feels far away because you've just been busy and, you know, you didn't get much sleep and you probably watched something that was really disturbing and then went to bed and didn't sleep well. You know, sometimes he just feels far away, uh, and that's just a whole other thing altogether. We need to do a series on feelings, honey. Remind me. Remind me. Okay. So she'll forget that I said that in about five minutes. And, uh, but he does it. <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you're carrying, 
whatever it is that is on your shoulders that is diminishing your union with God, go to him and ask him to heal you. Go to him and ask him to heal you, okay? So I'm, I'm sorry for going off on tangents. Is that okay, honey? Okay, good. You'll tell me. She'll tell It's too late. <laughs> uh, and so when we're walking in union, we're walking in that saturation with God, the best parts of life and faith come out. And so um, what I'm going to do this morning is, as we wrap up, I just want to close by reading from the Psalms, if that's okay with you. Uh, I want to read Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and I'm just going to read it. And y'all just close your eyes and, and just, just let the Lord speak to you. And, um, but it says this. It says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Father, I pray that you would make us like those trees. Lord, that our roots would be Oh, God, our roots would be connected with your roots, God, like the redwoods, that, that they would be mingled, Lord, that we wouldn't know where we end and you begin and vice versa. God, I pray for union. And Lord, I pray for every person this morning that maybe feels like their union with you has been disrupted. God, that, um, that needs healing in their union with you, I pray, Lord, that um, you would give them the grace and the desire to present themselves before you for healing, for closeness, for union, God, for intimacy with you. Lord, I, I know, you know, Jesus said that the Father's house would be a house of prayer, and Lord, I pray that this house would be a house of prayer, that these people, God, that we would be people of prayer, people of union with you, people who, who just pause and give the next few moments to you and love you in that way. Holy Spirit, come. Come now into this moment. God, I pray for every person that when that thought of being before you vulnerable and in intimacy with you, every person where, where the words that sort of just pop into their mind is, I just can't. God, that you would heal that place in them that causes those words to come up. Lord, I pray that we would be people who desire you more than anyone else. That we would desire you more than anything else, desire you more than 
any activity, anything, God, that we that interests us, anything, God, that we would want you more than anything, anything, God, anything. More than safety, more than security, God, more than any way that we can succeed or bring glory to ourselves, God, that we would want you more. More than pleasure, God. God, more like, like the old song says, more than worldly wealth and more than life itself. God, we want you more than anything. God, turn our hearts, turn our hearts so that they long for you. It's out, out of that, God, out of this union with you come the best things, the best things, God. We praise you in Jesus' name.